Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peace builders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to communities. Eavesdrop on their communities and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. This is She Talks Peace. Salam, dear listeners. Welcome to another episode of She Talks Peace. I'm Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy saying hello from Manila. And here's my co-host. Hi, everybody. Hi, Amina. And thank you again for allowing me to join you in this episode of She Talks Peace. I'm Ayesa, and I'm based here at Al-Bukhari International University in Kedah, Malaysia. You know, Ayesa, I, I, I go to Kuala Lumpur. I used to go to Kuala Lumpur often never, ever managed to go to Kedah. So tell me, is it, yeah. is it worth my time as a tourist <laughs> to go to Kedah? What can I see there apart from my friend Ayesa? Well, Kedah is a very interesting place because this is, you know, a Kedah Sultanate. You know, it's part of the history of Malaysia. Okay, in fact, um, you know, some of the are, uh, how do you call this, anthropological uh, sites, mm. you know, uh, in in Malaysia are located here in Kedah. You know, all these discoveries about the first um, uh, people who lived here, the first civilization who lived in this area has been found uh, by, ar- by archaeologists, rather. Okay, so we, we have that in, in Kedah. So that is you know, uh, a site for tourists. The same time, we are next to the border of southern Thailand. So come over and visit me in Kedah. Is that is that cool, Ayesa? Are you like up in the mountains? No, no. We we are on the uh, lowlands. It's also uh, an agricultural community. We have uh, farmlands and plantations. You know, all over Kedah. It's a rural region, in fact. And Alostar, where the university is located, it's a small town. Oh, wonderful. And the rural food. But, you know, when you were saying that uh, it was near Thailand, I thought you would be near the mountains where the air is cool and you've got all of the indigenous peoples there. 
that would have been so fantastic. And and it was it made me remember the times that you know we would go to Marawi back in the day when Marawi was really beautiful and peaceful and you had a lot of trees up in the mountain and it gets really cold so and it was a such a fantastic place for for a vacation or to do our women's um, conferences or our peace building activities you know those were the the days but it's really horrible yes about what happened you know the news already right about yes um, yes yeah and the the bombing, the bombing in Marawi yeah can you just imagine it, Sunday that should be like what the first day of the or in the middle of the Mindanao week for peace you have the students of the Mindanao State University and the Catholic uh, community at the in the in Marawi City coming to observe mass to give prayers in the and in the gymnasium and then some crazy people just go in plant a bomb and they killed four people yes and then injured more than more than 50 pala more than 50 others makes you makes you wonder what's what's really going on here i yeah. the bombing happened last sunday december 3 you know, when everybody is enjoying their time at home, it's a weekend. And then you have students, especially Christian students who are attending the Mass, as you said, you know. And then to our surprise, and, you know, everybody's surprised that peaceful Marawi you know, suddenly has been attacked again by this violence. And then, do we have any suspects already, Amina? What, what is the news uh, what is the news telling us in, in Manila? Well, according to uh, spokespeople of the, uh, the police in uh, Marawi, they have suspects, they have some suspects already. And one theory is that this bombing was in retaliation for losses suffered by this Dawliya Islamiya Maute group. And they were, remember the Marawi siege in 2017? Yes. So yes. these people were probably the remnants, you know, of that bigger Maute group. And um, according to the, you know, the sources uh, who gave this uh, statement to the police and to the community, there were... Uh, military operations against this group in Maguindanao okay. and um, some leaders were killed so supposedly this bombing in uh, the, at the gymnasium of the Mindanao State University in Marawi was in retaliation but uh, yes I mean can you just imagine here you have Mindanao the Christians, the indigenous peoples, the Muslim communities coming together to pray, you know, for you know, strengthening the unity of the peoples of Mindanao so that you can have uh, peace as a foundation and move forward into the future all together. And then this happens. So I yeah. really worry about division, about will this, will this divide us, Ayesa? 
That's right, Amina. Especially that, you know, everybody knows that Marawi State University is actually, actually enjoys a diverse uh, student population. You know, you mentioned right. that we have Muslims and Christians, indigenous people. Everybody goes to MSU. It's not only for, you know, Muslims, you know, contrary to the notion of some people. But actually, we've been living side by side. Uh, with the Muslims and non-Muslims, you know, especially in in MSU, where many of our families, you know, uh, my my cousins went to MSU. You yeah. know? So it's it's really sad. But I was also happy to find out that uh, right away when that incident happened, Bishop de la Peña of Marawi, you know, right away uh, reached out. Know, to the Muslim community, to all communities, religious communities, in order to gather solidarity. Because what we really need when these things happen is, you know, for us to get together, calm down, you know, and for us really to figure out, you know, how do we overcome this? Because we don't want, as you said, you know, further division. Okay, for all right. we know, as you've also mentioned earlier, you know, these people who have done this, they have very clear political motives which has nothing to do with, you know, the kind of peace that we are trying to build throughout the Philippines. I believe so too, Ayesa. And uh, what was really good is that immediately the Muslim leaders in Lanao del Sur and in Marawi City came out and supported the, the Christian community. In fact, uh, Governor Adyong, came up immediately with a statement. Uh, Congressman Zia Adyong similarly came out and spoke. And um, yesterday, President Marcos already came out with a statement condemning the, the attack and calling for you know, support for the community. And I think Bishop de la Peña also made mention of the immediate support and the closeness with the Muslim community. So you've got all of these leaders coming out to make sure that we remain united and we do not allow, you know, extremists to come and wedge us when, you know, we've spent so many years, decades, yes, coming together as the Mindanaoan people. We cannot allow this to happen. You reminded me earlier that last Sunday, in fact, was an important occasion for our Catholic uh, brothers and sisters. That's why they were holding a mass at the MSU gym. What was that about, Amina? Oh, no. Um, when we, I think it was in preparation because December 8th is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. And do you remember episode 19? That was a really fun conversation we had with Sister Mary Jan Manansan and Dr. Amila Awang when we talked about how Muslims view Mary or Mariam, as we call her. So I think part of the, the Mass probably was also um, you know, in preparation for the annual December 8th, uh, feast day for, um, you know, for uh, Mariam or the for Mary, Virgin Mary. Yeah, for Mary or Maria, so, Virgin Mary. So, yeah, so, so maybe we should revisit our conversation in light of the events in Marawi. Why don't you bring in our guest, Ayesa? Yeah, I'm so happy that in this 
next episode, uh, our episode today, I will finally get to join our uh, with you, Amina, and our special guest to talk about Mary or Mariam because I missed that first episode with this uh, guest that we have today. So our guest is Sister Mary John Manansan. Okay, so Sister Mary John Manansan is a missionary uh, and a Benedictine uh, sister, and she's a feminist activist who doesn't know Sister Mary. I was, I think, uh, during my high school uh, days in, in Manila at the Philippine Women's University, uh, I think that was the first time that I met Sister Mary John, but I don't think she remembers me. But I've met her many, many times even after that. So that uh, definitely she's one of my idols when it comes to feminist movement in, in Philippines. And she has definitely led numerous women-centered programs. Among them, uh, she also helped in the building of this Institute of Women's Studies, Women Ecology and Wholeness Farm, and the Women Crisis Center. She is also the national chairperson of Gabriela. I mentioned Gabriela is a very popular uh, women's movement in the whole Philippines. Uh, this is a broad alliance of women's organizations, and she has been a national chairperson for the last 18 years. She has also served two terms each as president of St. Scholastica's College and as prioress of the Missionary Benedictine Sisters of the Manila Priory. And she has written several books and articles. Among them are The Language Game of Confessing One's Belief, Challenges to the Inner Room, Women, Religion, and Spirituality in Asia, Nonsense, The Spiritual Journey of a Feminist Activist Nun, and Non-Stop. Oh my, I, I cannot like imagine, that. you know, all I these like achievements <laughs> by Sister Mary. And I thought all the while that she is just busy, you know, with community mobilization and an organizing, but she ha even has the time to you know to do a lot of publications. So let us now welcome and start our conversation in She Talks Peace with Sister Mary Mananzan. Hi. Welcome, Sister. Thank you. Good afternoon to both of you and to all those who are listening to us. I would just like to say in the beginning that the reason why there were many people last Sunday is because it's the first Sunday of Advent. Advent means coming. There are four weeks that we, we are preparing for the coming of Jesus Christ on Christmas. And by the way, I just want to say also that among those who, who, who wrote uh, letters about the incident was the CBCP, the Catholic Bishops' Conference. Bishop Ambo David also wrote uh, uh, what they call that uh, letter about the incident. What did, what did Bishop Ambo say, sister? Well, it is all about, uh, you know, about unity, about, uh, you know, also condemning violence and, uh, you know, calling for peace. So this is the gist of what uh, Bishop Ambo said. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's really good to know that the, the head of the Catholic Bishops uh, Conference of the Philippines would come up with such a message because yeah. we cannot afford to have our communities divided again. We have suffered for decades when uh, our communities were divided. So we're really hoping, Sister Mary John, that, you know, with, um, you know, the, with the guidance of Mariam or uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, that sanity can prevail. Because, you know, Muslims believe in, in Mary. Muslims believe in yeah. Mary. So what do you think, you know, we should be telling these people who are veering towards terrorism, towards extremism, because they're angry. What lesson of um, of uh, the Virgin Mary should we, we should we share with them? Well, of course, uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary is known for her, for you know, for her gentleness and for her really wanting to love everybody. You know, she's definitely not for uh, conflicts and all that. And that's why uh, maybe our common belief in Mary can, you know, can bridge our differences in in our uh, faith. I remember when we had the, uh, how do you call that, that international thing in in Beijing before, you know, it's actually the, the Muslim women who came to us Catholic women and told us, let us have a procession on Mary. Wasn't that beautiful? This common devotion hopefully would also result in common aspiration, especially for our country, no? Um, common aspiration for humanity, common aspiration for, for a society that is sana, ano, that is uh, for peace and for prosperity, for, for equality. All those things, I, I believe, would be possible if we are united. Ayesa, the last conversation we had with uh, Sister Mary John uh, in episode 19, Sister Mary John was talking about uh, how strong-willed Mary was even as a teenager. And with that in my mind, I can imagine Mary really facing she could even face this violent extremist and stand her ground, I guess. What I said at that time is for a 15-year-old girl to really accept that she's going to be like, uh, she's going to be exposed like a, like a, uh, what do you call this? An unwedded mother, you know? Mm -hmm. Because she was, not yet, she was not yet wedded to Joseph and that's why Joseph wanted to secretly uh, like uh, set her aside para hindi siya patayin. Because at that time, if you if you had uh, sex before marriage, they can kill you, you know. And of course, Joseph did not know all about what happened during the Annunciation. Pero, you know, Joseph did not make judgment right away. Basta alam niya na Mary is a good woman and that she could not have done anything wrong. And But still, he has to divorce her but he wanted to do that quietly so that it will not she will not be exposed and that is when god intervened and told joseph do not worry because uh mary is 
uh, not um, had no sex with anybody. It is really uh, with the grace of God. But for me, what is so uh, what they call this so uh, unbelievable is for a teenager to you know to expose herself to be to be. Uh, how they call that, to be hated, to be criticized, to be condemned, you know? Wow, a, a teenager, how can she, how can she, she allow herself to be, to be, uh, you know, exposed to such cruelty? That for me is courage, you know? She was a beacon of strength and really grounded in her faith to be able to say, in spite of the enmity of her whole community, I believe and I'm standing my ground. Ayesa, can you imagine yourself having that kind of courage? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, but I remember when I first joined, uh, you know, one uh, rally of Gabriela in, in, in Manila. I mentioned earlier when I was in high school, yeah. Although I did join together with uh, my other classmates, but I was already, you know, I, I was very shy. <laughs> so I think I, you know, I just joined the whole group because it was fun. But at the same time, you know, it did slowly uh, educate me about the women's movement. So it took a long time for me to be more courageous. For me, courage is not the absence of fear. Even Our Lady, Blessed Virgin Mary, was afraid. I mean, she was not just as if that's nothing to her. No, but the thing is that even in my own experience, I, I it is not as if I, I wasn't afraid when I go to rallies, etc. But what I learned is that uh, you you can be afraid, but you can go beyond uh, your fear because you have something higher that you want to achieve. So I'm saying that Yes, there is fear, but you can really overcome your fear if you have a higher purpose in doing what you are doing. So, and I also said that, you know, cover uh, this, you know, pangkaduwag, uh, it is very infectious too. If you are very afraid, then people will also be afraid. But, you know, one courageous act of anybody can inspire many, many more people to be courageous also. So I think that courage is, is as infectious as COVID-19. COVID <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, sister. But sister, that leads me to this, this question in my mind. Today, you have women's organization working on uh, women's rights, on equality, on gender issues. You have Gabriela getting stronger. And I keep thinking about the Virgin Mary or, or Mariam, as we call her in Islam, and how strong she was in her faith. She's the lady of peace. She is a, a, the lady of, for justice. She's the lady for you know, uh, unification, unity of the community, welcome everybody. So tell me, sister, is she out of touch with young people now? Can can Mary, can Mariam ever become a role model for today's women? Yeah, there are many things in Mary that young people today could actually uh, emulate. Because, you know, Mary is not really up there. You know, she's actually a very a very down-to-earth person. Now, just as much as I respect the 
popular religiosity. I am really much more uh, wanting to make people go to the Bible and see who is really Mary in the Bible. She's not a queen in the Bible. Mm -hmm. She's an ordinary human being, ordinary person who are, you know, who look around herself and say, uh, my neighbor uh, needs this, my neighbor needs that. And I will try to do everything that I can in order to help them in their daily needs. I have a follow-up uh, question. Because of uh, the divisions that's beginning to uh, being nurtured by extremist groups, how how can Mariam, how can the Virgin Mary serve as a bridge to make sure that the Muslims and the and the Christians of um, of the Philippines stay united? How do we do that, yeah. uh, Sister Mary John? Because that's that's what I said. I mean, I, I mean the Muslims will not be so attracted to the Mary that is being procession with uh, golden gowns, but they would be more, I think, attracted to the Mary who is an ordinary person who is always there for others, who is compassionate, who is a uh, friendly, who who sacrifices uh, for uh, for people whom whom she loves. I think. The human trait of Mary is more the, I think, uh, the, the quality that would unite human beings, no? So when they see that this Blessed Virgin Mary is an ordinary person who loved people, who, were who was compassionate and was there every time somebody needs something, don't you think that there will be a, how do you call this, there will be a common uh, re reaction to such a person? And that is... I want to be like her, or how how good she is, how kind she is, isn't it? The thing is that if they see a Mary that is in a procession like that, there is not much, how do you call this? There is not much uh, emotional empathy with a queen. Mm -hmm. So for yeah. me, the Bible Mary, who is an ordinary person, is, is the one that would unite all of us because we are all human beings. That is really a good reminder, Sister Mary John, you know, uh, then we can continue to remind young women today that we should be like Mary. Mary should be our idol, you know, the simple down-to-earth Mary. I think Mary was always, uh, you know, uh, making sacrifices, doing things that she would not you know, that would be difficult to do, doing things that she would prefer not doing because sa kanya, just to help people, I will do this. And that gives her a strength of character, no? This is what you call, uh, you know, spiritual strengthening. And that is what I think young people need now, you know, to be able to, to overcome big temptations. They ought to know how to give up little things uh, at certain times so that they know how to say no to themselves. And when bigger temptations come, then they have practiced saying no to themselves and little things. Then they will have the courage and the strength to uh, overcome whatever it is that tempts them uh, very, uh, very strongly. Sister, I know that in Philippines, uh, a lot of religious communities are very active in interfaith dialogue. 
So is the topic yes. about Mary also quite prominent in many of these interfaith dialogue? And normally, what is the starting point of the conversation among the different religious well, groups about Mary? Well, well, I remember the interfaith dialogue we had in UP, you know. So what happened there was your your woman theologian there talked about Mary in the Bible. And I was so surprised that in the Quran, I mean. And mm-hmm. I was so surprised that Mary had one whole chapter in your Quran, whereas we do not have one whole chapter in our Bible. You know, that was a great revelation for me. Imagine with the Muslims, they have one whole chapter about Miriam, but we, we have only snatches in the uh, in the Gospel of Saint Luke. So you know, for me that 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 brought me so so near so much nearer to Muslim women when I saw that. They have this, uh, what they call this, this uh, not only devotion, but a great admiration for Mary. You know what, sister? I, I can't help but to you to um, ask for advice uh, after what happened to in, uh, in Marawi. Is there a feeling in the, the Christian community, you know, a feeling of fear again about us, uh, the Muslim uh, no brothers and, and sisters. And, and if that fear is again resurfacing, that's going to lead to discrimination. What do we do to make sure that it doesn't, it doesn't become a division force? What do we do? I mean, no, when, when we heard about it, we were very much appalled. But it never entered our mind that it is, the, the cause is religious. We did, or it, it's like the, it's like the Israel-Palestinian. It's not the Palestinian, it's Hamas. You know, Hamas is not, you cannot identify Hamas to the Palestinian people. So just as we will not, we will not identify the terrorists who, who bombed there in, in, uh, in, in the place in your, in Marawi, we will not identify that with Muslim people. We know Muslim people are people of peace. And that is like a, what they call that, whoever did that is an extremist group. And we will never identify an extremist group with ordinary Muslim people. So don't worry about that. There is no such thing uh, that uh, it will say, oh, the Muslims hate that. No, not at all. We know that that is a, that is a uh, what they call that, done by terrorist groups. And we do not identify terrorist groups with Muslim people. That is really good to hear, and it it uh, makes me rest my my fears a little bit because that was the first thing that came to mind, Ayesa, after that bombing. Oh my goodness, is this again going to divide us after we have spent decades building bridges and being one Mindanaoan community cemented by our longing. For peace, so it's it's good to to get that uh, sense from uh, from you, uh, Sister Mary John. So I hope that in today's episode, many young people, especially in the Philippines, can really listen to this podcast. Amina and Sister, before we you know uh, wrap up, I want to uh, invite our audience. Maybe our audience next time would like to send us some comments, suggestions, or even questions to Sister Mary Dunn about Mary. 
know, they, they can actually send us an email at gtalkspace at gmail.com and they can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and hopefully this episode will also be published on YouTube. And before we go, Ayesa, perhaps Sister Mary John can uh, give a message to our listeners, particularly young people in search of a role model, uh, those who are listening to us, Sister Mary John. Would you care to give a message? Yeah, what I would say is that you, you youth, they, you are not the hope of the future. You are the hope of today, not of the future. Today, today is when we need uh, young people like you who will be, you know, especially us in the Philippines, you know. I'm sorry to say that as a whole people, we do not have a sense of common good. We have uh, family individualism where if, yeah. uh, if my family is okay, never mind the rest of the world. Yeah. And, and uh, there is no sense that that you are there in office because you want to have the common good of all. No, it's because of my family. And so, so you have family dynasties, etc. These are the things that you young people are actually facing now, not in the future, today. And therefore, it is today that you have to, to make a stand, not tomorrow. Today, you have to make a stand. You have to use your critical thinking to see what is right and what is wrong. And do not be fence-sitters. Do not say, oh, I will be with him because he's strong. No. What is right, what is wrong. And you should be for what is right. Never mind uh, what are the consequences. Uh, and your your strength, your bravery will become, you know, will uh, inspire so many other young people. And that is when you will really, I really hope that you are going to create uh a, a society that is more equal, that is more, uh, how do you call it, uh, really, really concerned for the common good. In other words, a country that is is worth living and dying for. Thank you for that, Sister Mary John. Ayesa, I am a little bit more positive now after after sister, listening to Sister Mary John, I'm particularly encouraged with her feedback about the reaction in the among the the religious in uh, in, in the Catholic uh, organization. Sister Mary John, thank you so much for sharing that with you us well and now. giving your your message to to our listeners. So meanwhile, a time is running. And Ayesa and I will have to say our goodbyes. So, dear listeners, if you are worried about divisions in your own societies, do think about what Sister Mary John uh, talked about and think about Mary. If you're a Muslim, think about Maryam and think about what would she do, this courageous young woman who stood her ground against all odds. You know what, Ayesa? I think I'm going to do some serious thinking tonight and uh, see whether we can look at an initiative where Mariam can be the bridge in Marawi. So thank you, dear listeners, for staying with us. This is Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy 
saying, join us again for the next episode of She Talks Peace. Yes, ha? And to Sister Mary John, uh, thank you very much. It's my first time to actually have this kind of conversation with you. We have this very strong and uh, very motivating, uh, and it's like a virus, a good and positive virus, you know, of women's movement in the Philippines. So for that, I salute Gabriela and Sister Mary John for all the work that you have done for many young people. And then I hope that we can, as Amina said, we can continue also to promote Mary as a unifying uh, factor and also a model for the young women of today. Again, maraming salamat po, Sister Mary. I hope to see you next time. Thank you, everyone, for joining us at Cheetah. Peace. Bye. Bye. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.